Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Garbage Podcast, episode 95, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clawson and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? Um, my little aux cord in my, my car, I think it's because the heat really isn't working. So instead of listening to my music or something on my way to and from work, I was listening to 98.5 The Sports Hub. And on my drive home was Felger and Maz. And someone called in. They did their little caller hour. And someone started just blowing the both of them. And someone said something absolutely preposterous. They said that Maz was the best addition to the Red Sox booth all season. Oh, that's terrible take. Hope and of course, the, the both of them, the both of them just ate it all up because yeah. they do nothing wrong. What did Maz say about that? Uh, I don't. He was just like, just like, oh, oh, thank you. You know, it's like I, I know, I know, I'm the best. Like, yeah, I'm better than all these former players who won World Series. Like, I'm so positive in the booth. I'm exactly what Red Sox fans want to hear in their ear, not he, only on the radio, but on the TV. He is semi-positive in the booth compared to, like, how he would be on Felger and Maz. I still hate his guts, but um, he he was like, oh, Chris Sale coming off, like, TJ, like, he'll be fine. I mean, he, he wasn't, but for a completely separate reason. Uh, I, too, am doing good. I've been working on this crossword puzzle. Uh, Klaus, you might be able to help me with this one. 62 across JFK's brother. Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy. All right. Let me see how many letters we got. Uh, Yeah, Rob. Thanks, guys. Hey, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Need any more help on that? Uh, there's like a lot of them. Oh, so oh, wait, I literally on. just started it like an hold hour on. ago. Wait, did you have any other letters? Because no. He had a, he had a Ted Kennedy too. Oh, no. Ooh. Ooh. All right, hold on. Let me see what 55 down is. All right. What do we got? Uh, uninvited picnic guest. It's an ant, I assume, so it's probably Ted. Yes. So yep. I don't see ant and Ted don't share any of the same. Oh, wait, they both share T. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like A and T okay. and then, and then T E D. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. That was the new segment we got uh we got going. Called crossword, crossword puzzles steve, steve. Yep. what's better that or stevie locks um definitely this I'm pretty i'm okay at crosswords depending on what the, the the theme is this theme is summer days i don't know why ted kennedy kind of relates to that but was he the one who died in the car crash clausen didn't he bridge? like drown in a boat or yeah that's that doesn't sound very summer fun. It seems dark. No, it's not fun. It's just summer days. Oh, I thought, okay. Nobody said it had to be fun. Definitely. Uninvited picnic guests. Not, and, and, fun. And not, not fun. Yeah. Who is, Clausen, who is the one on Martha's Vineyard who, who, Steve. that was, what? No, I'll go fuck myself. It's fine. What, Clausen? Oh, he's frozen. What? He's frozen. what? What were you going to ask Steve? Can you guys hear me now? Is it fine? No, I can hear you. What, what were you going to ask, yeah. Steve? Steve, have you gone through the entire crossword puzzle yet? No, I said I literally started it like an hour ago. There's 64. Wow. <laughs> this might be a little bit of a cheat. However, 
you might want to look for the word spark, summer, <laughs> celebration, <laughs> or Instacart. Because if you don't know and you haven't sparked your summer celebration, do it through Instacart. Instacart, the online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products, delivered straight to your door as fast as an hour. Look on our show notes, spark your summer celebration, Instacart. Never step into the grocery store again. Woo! Love your that connection. we get the ad read in before any Red Sox talk. That's dope. Yeah, your connection is hashtag bad, Clausen. I'm, I'm not going to lie. If I don't get the ad read in in the first 10 minutes, I usually forget about it until the last 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You first half, you're a first half ad read guy. I'm like a first tenth of the episode ad read okay. guy. You know what I was thinking about the other day? If anybody actually wants to sponsor the show, like pay us actual money, you're more than welcome to. But Clausen, that that shirt that you're wearing, that might not be a bra- a bad brand to go after. No, not not at all. Local. Yeah, good guys. Yeah, I th- we could try that. Good, good product. Yeah. Nice beverage. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know, but you guys uh, would. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, for, yeah. Twenty-one plus. Yeah, they're so good. I like how they taste. We mm. could have. Mm. It's not at all like when you fall asleep with a drink open next to your bed, and then you wake up the next morning and drink a little bit of it. That's not exactly what it tastes like. All right, but nobody will get that reference. We so, could have like our we could have our own little little segment instead of like suck one. It's like drink wake up next to your bed the next morning and pound one. <laughs> oh god. All right. It's flat. All right. Well, I think we might have just ruined our chances of that. But uh yeah, the Red Sox, welcome to the mid-season review episode. If you were looking for cold takes, you got them. You're, you're gonna get plenty of those today. Not they're not new takes. They're takes from the beginning of the season, but they're cold. Most of them are. It's a hot day, which makes a good day for cold takes. It is. It has been too hot already the last two days, and it's only gonna get hotter this week. It's too dang hot, man. Got to do something about this. I mean, 97 Saturday and Sunday, and the Red Sox are playing day games both days. Not to not to make this all about myself or make this a, a first world problem, but the air conditioning in my car has started to eat it. Oh, I got news for you, buddy. My well, car hasn't I, had AC all summer. I haven't had a car all summer, so who's, get who's your really well. You at least have the benefit of a city's infrastructure at your disposal. Oh, the orange like the orange line is anything special? Hey, it's wood paneled and it runs. Like 20 minutes off time-ish. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was the All-Star game. None of the Red Sox did anything. De- Rev- Devers walked in the first inning. That's all that happened. That's it. JD, Devers, and Bogarts. Devers only got one at bat, even though he started. It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, that was about it. Did you guys, I didn't I, I, kind of a hot take. I'm not the biggest fan of watching the All-Star game. I think this year they had some mic'd up moments which were cool, and David Ortiz in the dugout interviewing guys. I think that spiced it up a little bit, but they haven't done as much of that in the past. I, think I watched the top of the first. I watched the top of the first, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I hate Nestor Cortez. I know a lot of people love him. I'm so annoying. I think he's so annoying. 
This, if you put them on like the Mariners, would you feel the same way? Yeah, I'd be like, you look silly and you're copying like Johnny Cueto's thing. It, only you're making it marginally more ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm, give me the home run derby 10 times out of 10 over the All Star game. Yeah, agree. So we gave our picks on the home run derby the other day. None of us picked Juan Soto to win it. I thought I was going to pick, I thought Julio was going to win it there. I thought he was going to win it. He was on pace. Soto was struggling. Then he had a resurgence in that last minute. But overall, it was a, it was a good derby. Pete Alonzo didn't win. Too much hype. Couldn't live up to it. Too much hype. I mean, winning, awesome. three, winning three derbies in a row is pretty difficult. I'll give that to him. Yeah. I think we're going to see Julio again next year because the All-Star Game's in Seattle next year. Is it? It is. I want to see Rafi in the home run derby. I think he I really said, don't. He said he wants to. Do as it. long as it doesn't mess his swing up, I want to see him. That would be my fear. I feel like that that myth isn't as bad as it used to be. Like I remember the year Adrian Gonzalez competed. I think it was 2011. And he hit like four home runs the second half of the year. Did like nothing. I want to see Rafi hit some nukes. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. So, yeah, today we are going to be going over all of our predictions about the Red Sox, about the MLB, about everything, our takes. We have our over-under segment that we talked about in the preseason episode. So we'll be going through all of that. We did this last year, too. It was a, it was a good hit. So, yeah, we'll, we'll run down the list. Do we want to start? Let's start with the over-unders and the Red Sox stuff. And then we can transition to, like, the league awards and stuff like that. Okay. So we can start with our predictions for the Red Sox win total. Clawson, you had 92. Steve, you had 94. And I had 95. That's not going to happen. What do we think the ceiling is right now for wins? Like 90? Because the team right now is on pace to win 84 games, I believe. I think 80. Yeah, 84 games. So I'm going to say like 90 to 92 is like the ceiling. I'd say the ceiling is 84. I think it was fan graphs. Whoever yep. put out the, the preseason projection had it at 84. I think – oh, they might have. They I'm also – I know the the sports book line was on DraftKings was 85.5. And I bet the over on that. It's a damn good line. It's a great line. You know who also is not going to get to 1,000 hits this year? 1,000 hits. Face? Charlie Blackman? No, I can't even think of his Kyle name. Seeger? He retired. What's his it, was, it was someone on the Rockies, right? No, nah, he's on the Cardinals. I can't even remember who it was right now. It was uh, – oh, Corey Dickerson. That's who it was. I put like five bucks down that he was not going to reach his 1,000th career hit this year, and he's gotten 24 hits, and he needs 69 hey. – or sorry, 59 more oh. to get there. So not looking good for him. Well, Guardy benefits yet again from being a hater. 
Yeah. Corey Dickerson, big time hate. Um, but yeah, the Red Sox, I mean, the clip they were going by the end of June, I think they were more on pace for closer to 90 wins. But I mean, we've been talking their second half team, hopefully. There are a lot of holes on this team, though. A lot of holes. Yep. I would call this team a sieve. And so many holes there are in this team. It's a sieve. I would consider it like an old rain boot. Like, once you wear them too much, they start to get a little leaky. Still a great looking boot. Still very functional, but get a little too much water. She starts to leak a little bit. A rain boot with any amount of holes is not functional. I'm just saying they're not a very deep team. I didn't have a good <laughs> analogy for it. Socks are bad. Socks are banged up. Socks I really, are bad. I really like don't have much to say on them. I mean, we'll we'll kind of go through it when like we when we do the over unders in just a second here. A lot of these players, like these lines that we made at the beginning of the season, where we were like, oh, these are fair. This is fair. This could definitely happen. Maybe it's a little bit of a reach. Like a lot of them have just not hit, whether it's because of injuries, whether it's because of a lack of performance. So I think that's kind of got to play into it. When you look at guys who aren't like the core pieces of this team, who has really overperformed? Like Michael Walker. Yeah. He hasn't pitched enough to say that. Well, yeah, it's like Walker and he hasn't even pitched enough. No, I know. I'm trying to think of like guys out of the pen too. Like, it's not like there's no like, like, Sh- like Schreiber. It's it's Schreiber and it's Waka. Yeah, but like last year, even Bobby had 25 home runs last year, and Hunter Renfro, yeah, he had over Bob 30. It up. Ooh, and even Kike, like- Kike was great last year, and the bullpen was a lot better last year, and our That's- starters stayed healthy last year. How do we feel about the uh, the dealer high move of the of Hunter Renfro for JBJ now and, and now that we have a full half of the season to look back on? Uh, I, I mean, feel like it was stupid. On paper, it's a like right now. It's it's not a great trade, Hunter Renfro. I, I mean, he Heim bet that Hunter Renfro wasn't going to have the season that he had in Boston again. And he also bet that JBJ wasn't going to have the season that he had in Milwaukee again. And And both of those were ill-advised losing battles. Well, JBJ is not having as bad of a year, which is easy to say when you get once, once. Okay. Okay. I know like Steve, he's having a bad year, but it's, it's not 163 bad. It's pretty bad. It's it's one home run. A 544 OPS. I mean, his slugging percentage is atrocious. I know. It's really bad. It's really bad. I think it was a bad trade. I'll say that. I'll say it. I'll I'll stick to that. It was a bad trade. Because why why do we need Benelis when we have Rafi, hopefully for longer than just next year? But even then... So like, you know, hold on, you, know, you have other guys like Blaze Jordan can play third base in a couple of years. Clawson. Well, Bob side comment: you just, you just drafted like eight shortstops in the draft. Some of them are going to have to move to third. Okay, here's what I got to say on that because we got a couple comments about that, and we'll touch on the draft later because I think no, not I think 
we're gonna get a, there. There are gonna be a couple of them on the show, so stay tuned for that. That's exciting. That's a, I mean, not confirmed, but hopefully, it's it, confirmed. Okay, call my shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. You're gonna have to wait. You're gonna have to wait until the guys officially sign, but we'll get that for you later in the summer. What was I gonna say though? Uh, oh, the shortstop thing. Yeah, we got a couple comments about that. I mean, most of the time, the most athletic guys on the best players on these teams are shortstops, <laughs> and they're going to move positions as they advance through the minor leagues. So, I mean, you hardly ever see, like, second baseman getting drafted or right fielders. That's because, yeah, like you said. They suck. If a second baseman was really good at a high school level, he probably would just be the shortstop. Exactly. So unless the shortstop's also getting drafted by an MLB team out of high school, the second baseman probably isn't. Right. I mean, even when, when you look down the list of like each round who was drafted, it's the majority of shortstops and like center fielders and a couple first basemen, maybe a third baseman and catchers. Like, you know, it's we drafted a catcher, drafted a guy who plays out outfield and first base, drafted, I think like four outfielders, a bunch of pitchers, and then, yeah, like six or seven shortstops. So they'll move around. Not all of them are going to get past double-A anyway. That's just the reality of, of the minor leagues. Hell, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, anyways, moving to the over-under. The it's first over-under. Yeah, Steve? I was just going to say – I was just thought we were going to hit back on the uh, the win total. Not going to oh, hit. Yeah. Go for it. I probably – well, we'll get to the official win total. I think the 85 and a half will probably hit. I hope it hits, but I think our predictions are a little lofty. Ambitious. Mm-hmm. All right. First one, Trevor's story over under 29 and a half home runs. He is currently on pace for 26. And when the listeners voted, 69% voted on the over and the three of us all took the over as well. So Story's power, it's a little bit lower than I think what we were all expecting, but it's not that far off. And when you really exclude the month of April, it's it's it's, it's on par for what, what you thought you were going to okay. get. I thought you were going to say, if you exclude those two weeks where he hit like eight home runs, then no. he's not even close. I so, mean, well, it looks. No. I think it's a looks a lot closer than it really is. He's been. Uh, I mean, he had like yeah, he had a stretch there where he hit what like seven home home runs in four games, something like that. But Water found its level. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at. I was looking at Simeon's stats today. He didn't hit a home run until like almost June. He's got thirteen now. A lot of averages, I guess. Yeah. I don't. I hope he hits it. So I don't know if he will though. He's not that far off the pace. Hopefully his bat will come alive. I mean, his average has been a little bit lower than you'd like to see, but his OBP is bad. Not great. It's low. He does strike out a lot, but hopefully we knew that was gonna happen. Exactly. Well, we knew he'd strike out a lot. I don't know if we knew he wouldn't get on base this much. I I agree. I agree. So the next one here, (laughs) this one's funny. Jackie Bradley Jr. over under games played 80 and a half. 60% of listeners took the over. 
and the three of us also took the over and he's already hit the over. He played yeah. 81 games in the first half. He's on pace for 141 games and he has not started all 81 of those games. I don't have the exact figure, but obviously he's coming in as a defensive replacement a lot. And during our preseason episode, when we all picked the over, we said that was probably what's going to happen here. But the fact that JBJ is on pace to get into all but 21 games this season for the Red Sox is, is concerning. Well, what I would say would have been more concerning is last year, Marwin Gonzalez played this amount of games. No, Marwin was better than Jackie. I find that a little bit difficult to believe. Jackie, especially there was one game against the Yankees. I think it was game two against the Yankees. Mm, He had like two web gems out in center. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a great defender, obviously. Yeah, well, I think a lot of these games have something to do with the fact that Kike Hernandez has been nowhere to be found. See, is he alive? I think he's alive somewhere, but I, I feel like I haven't seen Kike play in what feels like months. I uh, the last game he played, I think it was late May. I there's a possibility okay, so that it he was legitimately months ago. It was months ago. There's there's a legitimate possibility that he could be out until September. What's wrong with him? Hip inflammation, I believe. Damn, I hate when my hip gets inflamed. Hmm. Doing too many squats. Dude, doing too much of something. <laughs> uh so yeah, we all took the over on that. The ne- this next one's just like laughable. Chris Sale over under starts. 16.5 was the line. Uh, 40, only 42% of listeners took the over, so more people want, took the under. Uh, Steve and I took the o- under. Clausen, you took the over. Uh, Chris Sale statistically is on pace for three starts this year. I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to see him again this year. No. No, Clausen says. Clausen, you are acting like you had like a PhD in in, in pinky fractures. Like I, I googled episode. it, I said six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks from now is the point. The average you, person, you confidently were like, "We'll see It was three to it was three to four weeks for the average person. So I said for Chris Sale, <laughs> as someone who needs his fingers to do his job, his very physically demanding job. He's going to need six to eight weeks, which puts us into September. So we see him once, and then he goes to the playoffs. How do you feel about picking the over on that? Why would you? Not good. I was far too confident. If he didn't break his finger, you have some sort of chance to get to 16. Pretty sure he still would not hit it. Uh, But he'd get close. close. He'll probably get 14 or 15. But now it's out. I, I I feel good about being optimistic. Now I'm now I feel like an idiot, but there is no way to predict that. No, obviously not. So yeah, and the next one too, injuries come into play. Nathan Avaldi over a, under 178.5 strikeouts. 76% of listeners took the over. The three of us all took the over as well. And despite him missing, I think six or seven starts. He's still on pace for 132 strikeouts this year, which is well below where 
he was at or what the line was set at. But yeah, again, injuries just kill him the socks this year. I think Avaldi still has a chance to hit this one because he's been out for a little bit. Uh, oh wait, oh he's on pace for one thirty-two. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet he could that. get to around one fifty. But yeah. one seventy-eight's lofty. I think last year he had one ninety-six, which was a career high, and he made, I believe, all thirty-three starts. Or he made thirty-two starts last year, and he had one hundred ninety-five strikeouts. Not gonna hit. Probably not. No. Probably not. But he's still having, like, a, he's having a, a good year when he's healthy. Yeah, I agree. Just, you know, it's a big, yeah, big stipulation. All right. These next two are really bad. Really, really bad. Bobby Dahlbeck over under, ready for this line 27 and a half home runs. The listeners didn't. Didn't exactly get this one right either. 50, 53% took the over. I took the under. Actually, all three of us took the under. Bobby Dahlbeck right now is on pace for 12 home runs, so not even half. This would that. almost be like a better line for like Bobby Dahlbeck RBIs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's only got 22, so it's not that far off. Big Bob, I you know we love you, Big Bob, but you're having a pretty down season. The franchise kind of took your job, and that I mean, says something. And yeah. Franchi, the last I think 16 at bats of the first half, 0 for 16 with 15 strikeouts. Not good. Not, Not good, good at all. Not oh. good at all. We need a first baseman. Still in on Josh Bell. Josh Bell. If we only get Josh Bell and we somehow win like more than 85 games. I'll start a religion dedicated solely to him. Preseason Clawson said we should pick up Mitch Moreland. I think it's a little late for that. I feel like he's probably been out for a little bit too long. I don't know if anyone has him yet. No, I think he's probably going to retire. But it's I, I like that take. Like He still played 81 games for the A's last year. Yeah, he did not get signed by anybody. But he would have been a great signing. I would have loved to have him back. I can't believe he was still on this team in 2020. That feels weird. Yeah. He was good. 328 average. Yeah. And then the two guys we traded him for, I think, are both, like, out of baseball already. Meaningless trade. Exactly. All right. The next one, this one, I think, is even worse. Not I think is even worse. It is worse. Matt Barnes saves 21.5 Matt Barnes currently has two saves. He is on pace for three. And the listeners split this one 50-50. Clausen and I, the suckers of the group, took the over. Steve, you took the under. Matt Barnes is getting paid way too much money. I can't believe this guy's under contract for for a whole nother year after this. He's getting for a paid lot of so money much too. Money. <laughs> no, it's like we he can... wasn't even good for the whole season last season. He just he, he like, was nails he, for the half season. Yeah, he was he nails until the, the break, and then they gave him all that money, and he was like, oh, shit, is this guaranteed money? And they were like, hell yeah. He was like, all right, I'm going to stop trying. I saw someone say, is that the worst contract in Red Sox history? 
Jesus Christ. I don't know about that. I was like, that's a little bit much. You ever heard of Pablo Sandoval or Carl Crawford? Or Ruzne Castillo? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like Barnes is making a a good amount of money, but compared to those guys, like, yeah, let's see. I think he's making around like $10 million a year. Not even. He's making 8.1. Yeah, too much still. Still too much. Uh, so, yeah, Matt Barnes, I don't think we're going to see him again this year. He just got transferred to the 60-day DL. Womp, his, womp. his six this year have been just atrocious. I What's think his high-low, though? What's his high-low? <laughs> Maybe it's um, good. His ERA is a 7.94. His, high, his high-low is a 7.6. <laughs> did I even do his high-low? I don't know. I think we did. Who knows? But... Yeah, I think Matt Barnes' time in Boston has about come to an end, except, which is too bad. So, like, one more year. He was an all-star at this time last year. Yep. And, yeah, we could have used him as the closer this year in at least a, a minimally stabilized role or stable role. role. Is that a word? I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I would feel significantly better about the state of this team. If we had Matt Barnes, first half 2021, Matt Barnes closing games out, because we have at least five more wins, I bet. Probably, Technically, yeah. if he was as nails as he was last season, we'd have like 18 more wins because he would actually have converted all those blown saves. And I think that's why we had, or like the line was set at 21 and a half because it was like, all right, Barnes had a tough end of last year. It was something mental. He cut his finger. There was all those rumors. And we were like, okay, this team literally doesn't have anybody else to save games. Matt Barnes is that guy. He's had a good offseason, hopefully to regroup. And we're like, I, I don't know. That wasn't wild to think at the time of opening day. It was not wild to think about. And last year he had 24 saves. So it's like you even tick back the number a little bit. And everything that could go wrong with him has gone wrong. Do you guys remember when Trevor Bauer was playing with that drone and he cut his hand? Yeah. That was, what, 2016 playoffs? No, something like that. Crazy. Maybe the drone should have cut it all the way off. Who knows? All right. Might, all, right, all, right, all, right. all right. Hold on. Hold on. Out of 20 saves, how many do you think Matt Barnes, first half Matt Barnes would have saved? 16 like and a half. Save opportunities? Yes. How 16. like? Matt Barnes this year or Matt Barnes last year? Last year. Oh, do you want me to just reveal the numbers and we can go from there? I, bet I don't he, know I bet how you're saved, calculating this. I bet, I bet he'd saved 18 out of the 20. So the Red Sox have had 39 save opportunities and 19 saves. That's bad. We're net we're net negative one. Yep. So uh yeah, I feel like if Matt Barnes were in for a good amount of those, we're, we're probably looking at five to ten more wins right now. Five to ten more? How 39. Last year? From last year, yeah. If you had a prime 21, first half 2021 Matt Barnes in to save these games. So we've blown how many saves? So it's 39 save opportunities. And we have 19 saves. Okay, so you're telling me that 
Matt Barnes would only go five for 20. In those, in I'm those, saying at the very least. He would, uh, well, if it's if it's Matt Barnes at his peak last year, he would save I'd far say, more than five. I bet he goes like 16 for 20 at yeah. worst. I do worst. God. Yeah, I mean, we're like, probably looking at another, like, realistically, like 15 more games. Yeah. What wow. is, Wait, yeah. That can't be. No, that seems but like it, a lot. Oh, it is. I bet I bet we're looking at like eight to ten more wins. They have, I mean, they Why have twenty you... blown saves this year. Who so close? I'm curious. Like, who at the top of the list? Like, what are those numbers? Do you have that? What do you mean? Like, who has the most blown saves? Yeah, by how no, many? no, no. Like, I assume we have the most blown saves, but like, who has the best like conversion rate? Do you know on the team uh, right now? Probably how? No, just like in the league. Like, is there a team the... on like thirty four of thirty six or something like that? Yeah, like Josh me... Hold on. The rate the Tigers only have seven blown saves. Do they have a lot? Yeah, I'm sure they've had about eleven opportunities. So they've had thirty opportunities. All right, so yeah, that's a little bit misleading. Um, let me see who has a lot of save opportunities. The problem is the more save opportunities you get, the more you blow. So like the Braves have fifty two save opportunities, but eighteen blown saves. Then you go down to a team like the Dodgers with 35 save opportunities and nine saves. Well, the so, thing is with, with this stat too, is that like it, a, a save, like a blown save isn't exclusive to the ninth inning. It like you starts can, uh, from like the sixth the, inning. Right. So I'd be curious. Uh, it would be a hard stat to dig up, but ninth inning alone, what teams, I, I don't even know if you could find that. Look, see how many times have been walked off. I think six. Who, us? Yeah. Yeah, I can't find that. All right. Well, there's just a, there's a slew of articles from every which sports website just saying, you know, Red Sox lose another. So this was Classic. all right, May 11th. Boston's fifth walk-off loss. And that was May. I think it's happened. There was the one against the Blue Jays, too, last month. So I'm going to say the Sox have at least five more wins. Probably, yeah. With Matt Barnes. That's what I said at the beginning. You guys told me I was wrong. All right. Next one, Xander Bogarts over under 182.5 hits. Uh, he's on pace for 181 right now. 88% of listeners took the over, and all three of us took the over as well. I mean, he's he's right there. Who knows? It's, that's close. Who knows? Not me. He's having a good year. Sanders has been one of the constants on the team, and I'd like to keep him. I would love to keep Bogarts. How about this? My friend posed this question to me which I'm not sure if it really made that much sense because I argued with them for a little while. Um, let's see. Would you offer Xander, Bo- Xander Bogarts or would you take Xander six years, $150 million and opt out after four? Yes. So that's like, I said that he probably deserves a higher average annual value than that because right now Correa is making like what, 37 a year or something like that. And, and uh, Lindor is making like 32 and then probably you have, have to be closer to like 180. 
Yeah, and like Trey Turner's making like 21 right now. He was just a free agent, right? Last no, he'll be a free agent after this season. Yeah, I would probably say Xander's gonna make like 26. He's gonna make like 28 plus. 20, yeah, 28, something like that. I don't know. He's above average, above league, above the league average defensively this season, while also simultaneously being the best offensive shortstop in the league. The man wears many hats. Sure does. I would like to keep him very, very, very badly. We'll see if that happens. Um, but yeah, he's having a good year. And did you guys also see that the Red Sox used Matt Olson's contract as the baseline? Yeah. For, that's ridiculous. Not even going to offer Devers two hundred million. Career stats are very similar between the two of them. Extremely similar. Let's see. They're really similar. Somebody replied to like Sox stats or whatever, whoever posted that. They were really similar. Devers has Olsen only significantly in like batting average by like 30 or 40 points. That's that's a fair amount. Batting yeah, average. I thought you said I thought you were anti-batting average, Guardy. I don't think it tells the whole story, but I'm not anti. I don't think it tells the whole Guardy. story. I think uh, it makes Devers like a hundred million more dollars. What's up? Guardy, how <laughs> How are you anti, not not anti, but not like pro batting average, but went on this, you were fighting for your life saying that J.D. Martinez hitting 360 with <laughs> no power was That's better the, than power with no average. Because the alternative was like 280. I was That's like, a good average. I'll take 360s that much better. 280 with though? 40 plus bombs? I said, what's his OPS? We can't calculate that. All right, because it, it evens <laughs> out though. That's the problem. Well then, give me the average. I also, it's it's so hard to calculate. All right, Kimmy, let's not have this argument again. All right, next one, Raphael Are Devers. You looking up his average or their their stats? Did you look it up? Yeah, Devers Are they is similar. Better? I mean, Devers is better. How much better? Marginally, uh, his OPS career wise is. I mean, it's. It's 11 points higher. So, not oh that. my God, a hundred million dollars worth. <laughs> All, right. All right. Look, I agree. Devers is totally trending at a higher, you know, a better trajectory than Matt Olson. But is it crazy that the Red Sox were saying, look at Matt, what Matt Olson's making? I don't think it's crazy. I think it's also Matt Olson went from the Oakland Athletics, who he knew what, like, weren't going to pay him. Then he gets his deal from the Braves. He probably thinks it's like the best thing ever. Yeah, they gave him money. Gave him a good amount of money. Uh, and I think Rafi should get more than him. I agree with you. All right. Then I don't I don't see why they like here's the argument, or here's the thing. It's not my money. I don't I don't care how much they spend on these players. It is your money though. No, it's yeah. not. Are those student nines you buy? Oh yeah. Goddamn $30 for a beer. You're not going to pay Raphael Devers the money so I can all the TV enjoy money. what I'm looking at. It's all the actually, TV money. Felger and Maz were talking about this earlier. Shameless. I, I didn't want to plug them. But those two guys on the radio, those two guys on Boston Sports Radio were talking about, I think it was, it was either TV viewership. I, no, it was attendance. And they were down like 300,000 projected from last year to this year. So they were like, oh, like, you know, do the math, like $75 a ticket times 
300,000 extra West fans and you're at like $22 million. That's like an entire player, a good player for a year. A $22 million is like a superstar for a year. And then you take, and then they're like, oh, like take out like the $80 hot dog and like the leg that you have to give up for a beer. And then, you know, the $200 they charge for a jersey in the pro shop. And it's like, all right, now you're probably looking at like $40 million. Well, they probably made a lot of money off Trevor Story merch. But if they're not bringing people back into the park. Why would anybody want to go see the Red Sox this season? They're boring. They are boring. Yeah, who would want to go see them play in person? Guardy, you go like eight times a week. That was sarcasm. No shit. (laughs) Hey, Raphael Devers, please. That's, That's the moral of the story. Uh, Raphael Devers over under 39.5 home runs. He's on pace for 38, so he's right there too. 66% of listeners took the over. I took the over, and Klaus and Steve took the under. Well, I'm having a great year. I don't even like that I'm right right now. I don't. I mean, it's you're not like it's it's two home runs away. Two's a lot. Two's Two? a lot. Two's a lot. Two's a lot. It would like double, double. It would triple JBJ's total. It sure would. All right. Next one. Jake Diekman appearances over under 64.5. 38% of listeners took the over. He's on pace for 68. So a little bit over. All three of us took the under. Um, I think he's he's over right now, but it would not surprise me if he hits the under on the second half of the season because he has been awful this year. His walks especially. The Deke man. The Deke man. Uh, yeah. So he, he's getting into games. He's not exactly been, like, great. And I think – what do we have him for? Another two or three years? Too many. Too many years. Let's see here. You know what I was going to say? No, tell us. I was going to say, you know, maybe he misses that mark because you have a guy like Josh Taylor coming back and he would take over that lefty late inning role. And I don't know if you guys keep up with Josh Taylor news. Unfortunately, I do not. Is he dead? He got shut down again. He most certainly did get shut down from throwing again. (laughs) Darwin's in it was was good-ish. Actually... Eh. He was all right. Ooh, he owns a six ERA, allowing 20 hits and three walks in 12 innings in the minors. Dope. That's sick. That's Taylor. Maybe he should look into becoming a Taylor because he's not going to have a job on the Red Sox pretty soon. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And the crowd goes mild. Uh, Yeah. That's about it. Uh, his contract, two years, $8 million. So I actually ran into Diekman on the street after one of the games like two weeks ago. Did you ask him why he sucks so bad? No, I didn't. He was on his scooter. Damn, that's cool. I got Is it one of, those, one of those scooters that like hits you in the shin and takes you out? No, it was a lot more expensive than that. Damn. Damn. And that contract money to good use. <laughs> Damn right. All right, we're only got a couple more here. 
Next one, Tanner Houck over under 3.75 ERA. 56% of listeners took the under for this one. Steve and I took the under. Clausen, you took the over. Uh, his ERA right now is 3.15. I don't really know how you can project that for the rest of the year. Really can't. But awesome. I feel like you're over a million on these. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this about him. He's pitched less innings than I think we all thought he was going to. Yeah. I think his ERA would probably be higher as a starter. That's what I'm saying. You're still wrong, but I mean, yeah. I'm still wrong, but like, you know, agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Could not have foreseen this. The next one which comes into play at the right time. All-Stars as a team, the number was set at three and a half. 61% of listeners took the over. The Red Sox had three. Clausen, you got this one. You took this the was under. A, and I knew I was going to get this one. Oh, yeah. This one. You're shoving on the Red one. Sox. No, it's not even shitting on the Red Sox. It's just they're not, a, they're not an all-star heavy team. They pull it together with a bunch of guys that are like fringe all-stars. I mean, the Yankees had like Trubino and Nestor Cortez go. Everyone said those guys are all stars. They're not, but they're on the Yankees. But like at the same time, other than Brock Holt, who was the last like borderline, not even all star guy from the Red Sox to go? Matt Barnes, Stephen Wright. Matt Barnes was gross. So Becky was Bradley Wright. Jr. JBJ had a 29 game hitting streak that season. 2016, he was an all star. 29 games, bro. I mean, you also. You also point out Trevino, like being a catcher, all you have to do is hit like maybe 175 and have like more than six home runs, and you're basically a top five catcher in the league. And you just described Christian Vasquez. Vasquez is having like that was that was a bad take. But the, the well, there's Christian so Vasquez many... has hit six home runs and is hitting 273, and he's not an all star. Being a good being a good catcher isn't isn't a statistically hard if you look at it. Okay. It's not. Look at look at the catchers leading the league in average in home runs. Dude, Salvador just, Perez I, last year was an outlier. I just Everyone said else, okay. I agreed with you. Everyone else hits like two forty. Look at Tech. He was the same way. All right, moving on. Uh oh, team wins. We already talked about this. Over under was eighty five and a half. They're on pace for eighty four. We all took the over and the. Listeners, 93% took the over two. I don't have anything more to say on that. All right. Now for the this or that, more doubles. Xander. Hold on. Uh, wait, hold on. I screwed this up. Why? I think I screwed up one of the numbers. How? Oh, wait. No, I didn't. Okay. I don't have the exact number of how many doubles they have, but 64% of listeners took Devers, and Devers is on pace for 49. Xander's on pace for 42. I'll tell you. The three of us took Devers. Devers is 28 doubles right now, and Bogertz is 24. JD actually leads the team with 30. JD, I mean, he's not doesn't have the home run numbers, but double double machine. It's what he does. 
You know, Bob has two triples. Yeah, he kind of has wheels. Leads the team. Tied it's with a shame Durant. he doesn't get on base because he can move. Tied with Duran, two triples. Yes, sir. Uh, next one, home runs. Trevor Story or JD. 68% of listeners took JD. Trevor Story is on pace for 26. JD is on pace for 15. You guys both took Story. I took JD. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I knew. I thought he was just going to hit 360 and like 35 home runs. Yeah. No. Trevor Story. I mean, pretty mediocre season, but still kind of hitting those over-unders. That he is. Uh, this next is a, one. a bananas line. Nah. nah. <laughs> I mean, hindsight's 2020. Uh, James James Paxton returns before July 1st. He, he, in fact, has not returned yet. We don't know where he is or if he's alive. 75% of listeners took the after, and we all took the after as well. And it's it's surely been after. Imagine not if even James sure. Paxton has been pitching for 20 days. Be crazy. I'm not even sure he's he's alive right now. Not a, nobody is. He's on the milk carton, man. He's missing. He's legitimately missing. Hope he's okay. I hope he's okay too. All right. The next one. We have two more. More strikeouts, Nick Pavetta or Tanner Houck. 57% of listeners took Pavetta. And it's not really close right now, partly because I don't think we all suspected Hauk would be sliding into the closer role. It's not fair. It's not fair. Pavetta's on pace for 181. He was the only starter to stay healthy through the whole first half of the season. And Hauk's on pace for 92. Clawson and I took Pavetta. Steve, you took Hauk. Dummy. I bet Hauk has a better K per nine. That's not the question, Steve. So? All right, I admit defeat. I didn't think Hulk was going to be our makeshift closer. Let's see what their K per nine is. I think Hulk's is definitely higher. I agree. Hulk so doesn't put guys away. Hulk's is eight. Hulk's is eight point eight, and Pavetta's is could be like five. Eight point seven. Whoa! Wow! Wow! <laughs> Very close. Uh, and the final one, this one, this one's bananas too, for for its own reasons. Yeah, who, who matched these two players up against each other? I remember you guys shit on me during the preseason episode. You were like, "What kind of a question is this?" Uh, more games appeared in Garrett Whitlock or Howard Hirokazu Samomura. <laughs> Howard saw. <laughs> Howard saw. Eighty-six uh, percent of listeners said Whitlock. We all said Whitlock. Except Whitlock's only on pace for 26, and Salamore is on pace for 59. Because oh, yeah. he's a damn starter now. Well, not anymore, but he was starting, and he was hurt. So that's why. But well, Salamore has pitched a lot. That's because he goes in when there's a lot of people on base, and there's always a lot of people on base against the Red Sox. Yep. All right, so that was the over-unders for the Red Sox. As you can see, a lot of those just 
I think I think they tell the tale of the season well. They're the only two that I'm like, oh, these these are these are positive or really like Xander hits and Devers home runs. Everything else, you're like, oh man. Like it just hasn't worked out. Has not worked out. So we'll run through our award picks and our postseason picks and we'll wrap up the episode. Do we want to do Sox MVPs right now? You did not. What? I made a graphic about that, and I'm going to fact check you. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I made a graphic about that before the season. Don't don't put that in there. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, you're you're fake. You're a piece of shit for that. Just because I had a good. You thought, you thought you could sink that past me. You Just really to did. Get a good Sox MVP prediction doesn't you mean you picked gotta... Josh Taylor to be the Red Sox pitcher of the year. That's bullshit. That's not a bad pick. You put Michael. Okay, Clausen. I'm I'm changing this for those who are listening, which is everybody but us, and can't see what Clausen just did. Uh, we had a Sox MVP uh, sell in XL, and Clausen switched his pick from Josh Taylor to Michael Walker. It was completely blank, which meant that I had free reign to do whatever I wanted to that. So you could just pick the two best guys. Yeah. And and I was right. You were not right. Well, you were one half right. All right. Well, uh, Clausen, who were who your preseason picks for, for Red Sox MVP? My preseason picks apparently were Rafael Devers and Josh Taylor, which I'm going to say is a rousing one for two. It's not, it's not clear enough, but you're on the bottom there. Now I see it. Um, Steve. Yeah. How are you feeling about those picks? Bad. <laughs> Who'd you choose? I picked Trevor Story and Garrett Whitlock, and they're both pretty boy. I picked... Rafael Devers, who's been good, and Nick Pavetta. I can can you make a case he's the pitching MVP? I mean, with his like four thirty four ERA, I guess. I don't know. He's the only one who stayed healthy. He was doing better until three starts ago. Look, I picked Trevor Story for all of my picks. Whenever anybody mattered, because I was trying to you know speaking to existence a positive Trevor Story here. Unfortunately, that didn't really work out. So you only really have to – you can't blame me for how bad Trevor Story's playing. That's how I'm, that's all I'm saying. He hasn't been awful, but uh, – He's been mid. Steve, you want to share – we'll transition to league MVP picks. You want to share your picks there? I picked Trevor Story to be the MVP of the American League, even though he's been MVP mid – Valuable player, Trevor Story, most mid. And I picked Juan Soto. I don't know how good Juan Soto is doing. I think he's hitting like 240, but I think his OBP is like 400. So he's not the MVP for sure, but he's going to make like $500 million, and that's cool. Good for him. He, I mean, he's having a little bit of a down year. He's still hit 20 home runs. He's leading the league in walks with 79. His average is only 250, but his OPS is 901. It's still really good. He's such a good player. He's such a good player. We should trade for him. Who would you give up for Juan Soto? Anyone. 
Would you? Yeah. Like literally, I'd give up anyone. I saw. I. Where do you? Do you think he's gonna get traded before the deadline? Uh, unless he signs on the dotted line, yeah. I think he's gonna get traded at the deadline. Who do you think he's gonna get traded to? I think he's going to the Mets. I'm not a division no. rival. No, I think the Mets are gonna give up the four. Not no. a division Shot. rival. You don't think so? How no. much money do the Rangers have? They still got money to throw around. Who yeah, are they but, gonna give up? Yeah, I guess they can give up Jack Lighter. And Kumar, and Kumar now. Rocker. Oh, they got Kumar. Yeah. yeah. Third That's overall yeah. pick. Mandy boys forever. What was it? Third overall. Yeah. No way you went third. Yeah, dude. There was like rumors that like like the Red Sox might reach at the end of the first round for him. And then he went third, which was crazy. I would I would have taken him on a second. Oh, yeah. He was an no, independent ball. He was lighting it up. Yeah. I mean, I the the Mets got a comp pick for not signing him, but Maybe they should have just signed him. They probably should have just signed him. The Mets, Mets gonna met. Mets gonna met. Uh, I poor Mr. Met. I feel so bad for Mr. Met. Steve he should, Met, be, the, he should be the mascot of a better team. He's gonna give you the middle finger. Mr. Met. You remember that? No. There's a video of like some guy heckling him. Mr. Met gave him the middle finger. Huh. Go off, Mr. Met. More like King Met because he's a king. Here, let me uh, share my screen real quick, Steve. You know who's not a king? The Mets owner. Steve Cohen? Yeah. <laughs> can I share my screen now? I can't. Uh-huh. Can you? Oh, yeah. Mr. Met with the middle finger. Mr. Met's just a goofy guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something I'd expect from Wally, not Mr. Yeah. Met. <laughs> you know who's the best mascot in the game, especially on Twitter? Oh, the Braves mascot? <laughs> Blooper. <laughs> He's a – I don't know who runs that account. But... It's Blooper. It's the guy in the suit. <laughs> LMAO, it's really hot in here. <laughs> it's probably, like, two separate guys, and he's just, like – the social media manager's, like, throwing up all these hot takes. And yeah. he goes out in the crowd, and they're like – Blooper, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's like, shit. Yo, so, dude, I tweeted that you're going to do, like, a double backflip today during the seventh inning stretch. Just FYI, you got to do it or you're fired. Blooper's like, fuck. All right. Blooper, what are all these conspiracy theories about? <laughs> Blooper and Wally. What did Blooper say? Oh, yeah, he called. He made an encrypted message saying that the Dodgers ring was a Mickey Mouse ring. Yeah. Oh, blooper. My king. Oh, blooper, my king. So I, can, I could say so many things that Steve would have to cut out right now. Yeah, let's not. I'm not going to cut anything out. I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. All right. We're in the episode at your own risk, Clausen. <laughs> Proceed with caution. We should make a segment called Proceed with Clausen. And it's like yeah. Clausen says something bad. I don't know. It's like proceed with caution. Proceed with <laughs> that is maybe the best idea you've had in a long time, Steve. Thanks. Proceed. <laughs> uh, okay, I I don't hate that idea. We give Clausen like one off the chain <laughs> take per episode. You're just gonna have proceed to cut with... it. Let's <laughs> just make more with work Clausen. for you, Steve. Well, if we like give a warning, like this is proceed with Clausen. It doesn't yeah. make it better. 
I mean, some of the stuff you say on here, like a couple weeks ago, you were trashing the Japanese prime minister. Who was I was former, not. Former. I was not trashing him. Also former. He was alive. I never said anything bad about the guy. Steve, he was already former when he was alive, too. But... Yeah, I said f- also formerly alive. Get it? Anyway, that was proceed with Clausen. Let's keep this thing we'll, chugging. We'll brainstorm that for Clausen. You can brainstorm something for next week. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Clausen, who'd you pick for your MVP picks? I picked Vladdy Jr. and Mookie Betts, which mm. are not the greatest picks in the world, but I would say that they are better than Steve's. So I that's hate all I need. Mookie Betts. Steve hates everybody. I hate him. It's too Hollywood. You bum. You're not even good anymore, you bum. He's literally... Okay, never mind. He's literally um, hitting like 240, you bum. He's, he's hitting 222 in the last 30 games, you bum. He's a good year, I thought. Nope, not anymore. 265. Cool nah, he's cooled down. Uh, My MVP picks, I also picked Juan Soto in the National League. And in the American League, I picked Carlos Correa. He's well, having... I have the best MVP picks because yeah, Carlos Correa. Vladdy's having, having a good year. He's hitting like 270. They both got him and Betts are both doing the same thing. It's like 270, 20 homers. I would say Soto's the better NL pick, but Vlad's the best AL pick. All right. Now I've been waiting for this moment. Oh boy. Oh boy. You guys have any remarks before I start? You might not be able to understand Gardner because something's just going to be lodged deep in his mouth. There are very few times where I would suggest that someone skips five minutes of the episode, but this would be one of them. More like 20. I'll make it quick. All I'm going to say is that I might have had between the two Cy Young picks, the best picks of all time. Out of the American League, I picked an older veteran who I thought was going to have a comeback season. And that veteran was Justin Verlander. And Justin Verlander right now, I would say, is only trailing Shane McClanahan, not by that much, as the AL Cy Young winner. Verlander this year, arguably having one of the best seasons in his career. His ERA is a one eight nine. This um this tracker ESPN.com has Verlander above McClanahan. Do they? Yeah. All right. Well, that means I, I've I've got. I mean, granted, it's a halfway point, but I've I'm doing well. His ERA is uh, or his WHIP's a point eight seven. K per nine is down from what it used to be. He's he's not he's not the fast you know, fastball guy anymore, but a good, it was a good pick and I'll take it. I would have been happy if I had picked Verlander and the other guy hadn't done anything, but the other guy has been just as good, if not better. And I've mentioned his name on the show before, and I'm so proud of this pick because I got so much shit for it in the preseason predictions. Sandy Alcantara. I picked Sandy. And he's been so good. A 1.76 ERA, 123 strikeouts, a whip of 0.9. All-star. Should have started. 
That's all I got. I'm just proud of those picks. Verlander, Sandy. I'd also like to point out that when Guardy made that Sandy pick, he said that the Marlins would win the division. No, I said they could be a team to watch out for, and they're not that far out of a wild card. And then you like doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on it. Well, yeah, I was like, they're going to need somebody if they're going to do this. And I was like, Sandy's going to be that guy. And Sandy has been that guy. Like the Marlins are only, well, they're five and a half games out. They lost three before the break, three in a row. But The Marlins are good at making pitchers. All right. Who'd you guys pick for the Scion? I picked Max Freed and Shane Bieber. Max Freed has actually been really, really good. Probably top five Cy Young. Shane Bieber, I think is, I don't know. I have no idea how good he's been. And I had Lucas Giolito and Brandon Woodruff, who terrible have been takes. not good. So they... I'm gonna I'm gonna find my way into the hole of last place in uh, compared to you two on my Cy Young picks. Uh, that's okay. That's where I was for my MVP picks. Shane Bieber is having a pretty good season, not Cy Young worthy, but pretty good. All right, now on to oh shit, there goes my mic. Uh, rookie of the year, honestly. Who cares about this? Let's none of these picks are like that great, or none of them are that bad. I picked Rutschman and Sixto Sanchez, who actually hasn't pitched this year because he's been hurt the whole year. Hunter Green's actually a good pick. I thought – wasn't he having a bad year? I thought he started out good. I'm pre- I don't think he's – yeah, he's he's got a 5.78 ERA. He throws hard, though. And 18 starts. He sure does. Brian Bay will tell you that doesn't matter. It does not. Ah, who cares know. about this? Let's keep going. All right. Wait, who – Clausen – Sorry. I picked Joey Bart for like the third year in a row. Uh, <laughs> and Bobby Wood Jr. Neither of those seem like they're really going to pan out. So, Clawson's AL pick was good. Damn right it was. Sound surprised. I'd say Clawson had the best picks. That's right, I did. That's right. Except when it comes to manager, which is next. Yeah, I was going to say, this one's, this is, this one's uh, rough. You want to go first? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're yeah. over, too. I'm, uh, I'm officially out on this one. Um, I picked Charlie Montoyo and Joe Girardi, who have both been <laughs> fired from their team. So, unless they get rehired by some other team and then lead their team on a ridiculous second half resurgence. I'm going to say that I am completely out on both of these. When I was going through this earlier. I was like, Oh, he picked Girardi. He got fired. That stinks. I totally forgot that Charlie got fired too. I was That's listening to this earlier and I was like, Montoya, I was like, Oh, I mean, not the worst pick in the world, but he did get fired. And then I heard Joe Girardi. I was like, ah, yeah, I'm out on this one. That's honestly really, really funny. <laughs> um, I picked Mike, Mike, 
Mike Matheny. I, I don't even know if that's better or worse of the Kansas City Royals, who I had getting a sneaky wild card. That's how I put it. Uh, my other pick was pretty good. Buck Showalter for the Mets. My picks are pretty good. I got a uh, Rocco Bedelli and uh, Dave Roberts, who both lead their divisions. So, hell yeah. Uh, comeback players of the year, Clausen. You had a stinker in this one, too. <laughs> I, is that comeback is so hard because I, I said this in the preseason predictions. You have to come back from like some catastrophic injury or event. Yeah, you have to borderline. Well, th- come this back guy, this career. guy played like he had one last year. <laughs> I guess he's done better. <laughs> I mean, All if right, he well, somehow got worse, it's JBJ for those listening at home. JBJ and Acuna. I think Acuna has a good shot in the NL. Probably. Me and Gardy both picked Christian Yelich, who is just disgustingly average. M- 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 mid. M- m- mid. And I have picked uh, Mike Trout, who still doesn't play really that much. So can't really come back player of the year if you don't come back, you know? Uh, yeah. And I had, I had Yelich. My other guy was Bregman. Don't, I really don't even know why I picked him. Was he was hurt from us last year? Yeah. I don't, I don't even must know. Have been, right? I don't even think he's having that good of a year. Uh, I hate Alex having such a mid year. I don't know why I picked him. He still played 91 games last year. That was a weird pick. Um, and then finally division division winners. Hmm. Klaus and actually, I mean, none of us are, none of ours are that good. No, I, I nailed the NL. Yeah. Guardi is a good NL, but beyond that, these, these aren't you guys, good. you guys in the AL West, that's I, despicable. I don't. Okay. I'll go. Th- all right. Let's go through these. So for the AL East, we all picked the Red Sox. Obviously. That's not going to happen. We can walk past that. For the Central, Klaus and I picked the White Sox. But Steve, you went with the Twins. That, that's a great pick. That was a great pick. I had my man Rocco in mind. I knew he just was going to like lead that group of guys. You know, it's a good group of guys in that locker room down in Minnesota. And I think they got a lot of fight in them. And, you know, they're going to win win out that division. And they're going to be a team to watch. Give me a team to watch. Tell you that much. Tell you only two, two games up on Cleveland, three on the White Sox. It's getting close. Uh, and then in the West, uh, Steve and I picked the Mariners. Klaustan <laughs> picked the Astros. Not sure why you guys picked the Mariners. That was a, uh, that was a overreaction take, I would say. Yeah, maybe. Well, Houston's also just having a really, really good season. They only have one less win the Yankee, than the Yankees. Like, were you, did you guys know this? Were you aware of that? They have five less. The Astros? Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Unless the MLB app is lying to me, they have 59 wins. The Yankees have – oh, no, I'm looking at the Dodgers. Yeah, okay, they have five less. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, they're still having, like, they're probably on pace for 105 wins this year. Still good. Still good. Very, very good. Um, so the NL, I'm three for three in the NL, which I'll, which I'll take. The NL East, Steve and I picked the Mets. Clausen went with the Phillies. Why did you even pick Montoya if the Blue Jays weren't even going to win the, the AL East? You're going to ask me a very similar question to that in a second. 
manager of the year is so weird because you can just like it's never the best team it's just like it's just this weird choice of manager i feel like steve's take is even more puzzling true that we'll get to that in just a second um in the central you two picked the cardinals i picked the brewers um and i mean it's close right now st louis is only half a game back so we'll see that's that's a toss-up and then in the west Klaus and I picked the Dodgers. Steve, you picked the Giants, but you also picked Dave Roberts to win manager of the year. I remember there was like huh. a whole conversation about huh. it. We had a whole conversation about it. It was weird. I said something about like the Dodgers or like phonies, but still Dave Roberts is a good manager. Long story <laughs> short, I thought the Giants were going to be good. This is the thing with me. The Dodgers are great, but I don't think Dave Roberts is a good manager. I don't think if the Dodgers won 110 games, I still don't think he'd win manager of the year. No, he's not a good manager. Well, they usually pick it from like a team who's not supposed to be as good who overachieves. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Well, that's just how like the voting works. <laughs> like Bill Belichick should have won coach of the year every year. I don't not, even know if they not, have that last award. year, not two years ago. All right. Well, with Brady, yeah. He, I maybe, don't even think they have that award. But. Brady should have won coach of the year. Maybe, that. probably should. All right, our our World Series matchups. Uh, we each we each nailed one of these teams. All of our NL picks were really good. AL picks, not so much. Clausen, who did you, did you pick here? for the World Series? Yeah, I picked Dodgers White Sox. I think I probably have half that in the bag. Yep. The White Sox, I think, are probably too far gone this season. Yeah, that's fair. I picked the Dodgers and the Red Sox. The Red Sox aren't good. I picked the Red Sox and the Mets. The Mets are good. The the Mets are going to Met, though. Mets are definitely going to Met. Mets are going to Met. You just wait for it, Mr. Met. All right. And our final take of the day or of the season was your hottest take of the year. Now, I would honestly say both of your takes are very good. I made a great take. You both, mine is atrociously bad, and I knew it was at the time. But sometimes you got to put it out there, like I did with Sandy. I was like, if this hits, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looked at as a god. Not, not, not this one. You told me, oh, my God. Uh, Steve, you want to go first? I, I like, I honestly... I think your take is the best of the three. I said two players in the league will hit 50-plus home runs, and I think that is on track. Judge has hit. So Judge is 33. Guerrero hit what, like 47 last year? Yeah, something like that. Judge is 33, so he's on pace for like 58, 59, 60. He is on pace for 57. All right, yeah. And then Schwarber's 29, I think, right now, unless he's hit more. Yeah. He's on pace for 51. There you go. Look at your boy. Boom. 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 I mean, there are some other guys, too. Like, if Alvarez stays healthy, maybe. Pete Alonso. Polar Pete. Austin Riley. <sighs> Probably not, but... 
He's so underrated. He's a great player. He's like a good player. I don't know. He's had two really good years in a row. He had a nine, he's got a 923 OPS this year. He had an 898 last year, 33 bombs last year. He's a good player. So, yeah, that's our rundown of where we're at midseason. Oh, oh, shit. Clawson. We still more. Clawson and mine. Yeah. Clawson? Mine was great. I said Tatis falls out of top five of MVP because he never stays healthy. I didn't even think he's played a game this year, has he? I think he was hurt when we when you made that take. He was, Hot but he was supposed to be back. Injured man stays injured. <laughs> injured man stays injured. Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> you know, I was looking at you, uh, these. These remind me of uh, headlines from the Onion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at their store. They have some pretty hilarious T-shirts. One of them, it it was I. It was it was all too real. It said drugs win drug war. <laughs> I debated buying it. That's pre- it is pretty funny. It is funny. <laughs> I think one of theirs like actually I'm not even I, like how do you start to write for the onion? That'd be a cool job. It'd be a sick job. <laughs> you just make shit up all day. You- like like whoa, what if like crazy, crazy, what if like Mila Kunis like I don't know. Assassinated the former Japanese prime minister. It's not even that. Article. It's just like it's just outrageous things. I know. They usually actually relate to something that's uh, a real life issue. Aaron Judge fixes teeth, causes polar ice caps to fall. Oh, my, my favorite one of the onions is um every time there's another shooting their headline they they literally do this every shooting no way to prevent this says only nation where this regularly <laughs> regularly happens kind of dark but Not great. still pretty good headline and so that's honestly yeah all right we'll move on from that um we got some questions from matt all right let's fire them off you want to know who the uh, first question comes from? Yeah, my, uh, my one of one of my recent favorite headlines from the Onion. There was uh, apparently Elmo got his COVID vaccine. Oh yeah, I saw that. So the Onion posted one and said Elmo receives vasectomy and PSA on pre- preventing unwanted pregnancies. Isn't Elmo like five? Yeah, Elmo lives alone. How can he possibly afford the rent if he's five years old? I don't know, man. Elmo's been making has a PBS money. I don't think Sesame Street's got got the same rules as we do. Sunny days, singing with Steve. Something, something. Clouds away. All right, first question comes in from Matt. He says, "What's the grossest food you've ever eaten?" Coconuts. What? Yeah, it's disgusting. I love coconuts. Oh, it's gross. Big nut guy. I, I actually big nut guy. Big nut guy. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a minute. Hey. <laughs> hey. See, what's the grossest food you've ever eaten? Um, I don't know. I really, I really don't like mayonnaise. Just don't like it. But 
cottage cheese also kind of weirds me out. Ah, it's, I, it's I don't like your thing for cottage dude, cheese. Dude, I'm the same thing. I don't, I don't like any food like that consistency. Like I don't like yogurt. I like yogurt. It it makes my it makes me like gag. Cottage cheese is way worse than yogurt. Yogurt, bananas, and Jello. Oh, I hate bananas. Right? Jello, Jello stinks. Jello I stinks. A, I like honestly Jello. Jello. I don't know Jello how you stinks. don't like Jello. It stinks. It's awful. Do you think it tastes bad? No, it's it gets it's it's the consistency. And Do it you tastes, find it gross? Yes, it's gross. You think Jello's gross? I I genuinely think Jello is gross. It's a cold take. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Here's the thing about bananas. Tell I them. love bananas, the thing about but I can't eat a banana when it's hotter than 80 degrees out. It's <laughs> oddly specific. A banana on a hot day because they're, they're heavy. How often are you eating these outside when it's hot? I don't know. You're just walking around on the street eating a banana. Well, how often do you do that regardless? You never walk to and how from. How often the... are you eating outside while you're walking? Sometimes, like after the gym, I'll keep a banana in my. I'll keep a banana in my bag, and after the gym, I'll eat it on my walk back to my apartment. Don't yeah, you think you should eat the banana before the gym? No, because the gym's always hot. But no, but like banana, every day two banana, no cramps. Monkey never. Eat monkey eat banana. Monkey never cramp. I think is that from the office. No, it's that Japanese pitcher on the Blue Jays saying that interview. Oh. It's like every day, two banana, no crumbs. <laughs> you should eat the banana during your workout. Just like keep it in your mouth. Don't even eat it. Monkey, never. Second question from Matt, which comes in from Matt. Uh, he Kawasaki. Asked... Yeah, Yuminora, I think was his name. Every day, two banana. Would you rather the temperature every day be 90 degrees or 30 degrees? 90. 30. Oh. 30. I hate the heat. 90 is awful. It's so hot 90's out. 90 is not even that hot. No. 90 is not awful. If if it is feel like 92, like 90 as well, that's not awful. I need if the heat, what's the humidity? You guys always ask me all these questions about what he sends in. I got nothing else. Yeah, if the humidity is good, if there's if it's not humid, then yeah, if it's a dry day. heat. But here's the thing: dry heat thing. is different. If, if it's it a dry is. cold, it feels fine. No wind, mm-hmm. just a, just a regular old thirty degree day. You can hang out in a in a coat and some pants, and be fine. Yeah, you could hang out in a coat and pants any day. Not, not when it's ninety degrees out. You could if you were brave enough. If you want to get heat stroke, yeah, go for it. It's a light jacket. I'd much rather get frostbite than heat stroke. Ah, cold take. <laughs> yeah, it is a cold take. Frostbite can, like, <laughs> your toes could fall off. Heat stroke can kill you. That frostbite is true. can kill you, too. Well, give me frostbite. Frostbite in six. <laughs> That's all the questions we have from Matt. Uh, there's been no baseball this week besides the home run derby and the all-star game. Actually, today. Boston. Today is the one day of the year we don't have a major professional sport going on. There was a WNBA game this morning. Doesn't count. He said major and professional <laughs> and sport. Yikes. Steve, would you like to would you like to 
<laughs> would you like to would you like to piggy that? Would you like to piggyback that with your thoughts on Brittany Griner too? Cuba and Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I'm not sure why she decided to bring THC oil into Russia. Who's going well, to Russia right now? That was my <laughs> other point. Why she was in Russia in the first place? I don't know. Keep her in Russia. I keep, I keep seeing tweets where people are like, you know, if this was LeBron, she, he would have been home two months ago, and everyone in the comments is like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I've seen people who are like, I'd go to war against Russia if it was LeBron. <laughs> All right. Proceed with Steve. <laughs> no, no, no sports day, I guess. <laughs> Um, close out the ninth. Uh, we're gonna have a uh, guest on the show for our next episode, so that's that's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. You guys got anything else? No, maybe. Joe Girardi will get picked up by the Blue Jays and Charlie Montoya will get picked up by the Phillies. And turn their seasons around. Yeah, because you're already working off of like a quarter of a season with both of them. Montoya's like a half. So you fill up a half and then another half with Montoya and the Phillies. They make the playoffs as I predicted. He wins manager of the year. Here we go. That's my second half prediction. My bold take, my hot take. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. All right. Banana on an 85 degree day hot take. That is a very, very, very hot take. As it's going to be all week here in Boston. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot everywhere. But the Sox back in action this weekend, starting on Friday against the Blue Jays. And then a four game series next week against the Guardians and. Next weekend against the Brewers, 10-game homestand. So, yeah, coming up soon. But, again, we'll be back soon with an interview episode coming soon. That'll be fun. Stay tuned for that. But if you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gonebridge Podcast and Twitter at Gonebridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher. And we'll be back soon with episode 96 see ya